promoting my little chickadees. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. Oh, I'm trying to get settled here. Where are my Nick picks? I feel like I just said a slur. Nick pick. Nicotine toothpick. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode uh, of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. I was, uh, so I was kissing my wife goodbye today to leave for the gym. I looked at her, I'm like, dude, we got six mornings left like this. Ada comes. I don't think she wanted anybody to know the date, but I just said it so pretty much. So, so March 1st is the extraction date, as I like to call it, uh, the C-section. So my wife has to have a C-section because she has a complete previous. So the placenta is essentially completely covering the cervical opening, which 100 years ago would have been probably, a couple hundred years ago would have been a death sentence, basically, which is crazy. So C-section next week, man. Wednesday, I believe, March 1st. So... <laughs> I'm like, dude, we got six mornings left. The house is quiet. You know, Jeremiah and Sarah, brother and sister, are sleeping. The house is silent. Got to get up. You know, what did I do this morning? Hit my ice, ice bath. Put some water in the garden. Went outside, fed the chickens. I've been putting uh, dog food, like dry dog food, because Bane eats raw. He does not, I do not let him eat that kibble. Disgusting. Kibble's basically McDonald's for, for dogs. You feed your dog kibble. It's, it's, there's no excuse for that. Now that you're not ignorant anymore, I just told you, so there's no excuse for it. But anyways, I put kibble out for the crows. I'm befriending the crows. Number one, because I think they're awesome, but number two, they keep predators away. You know, I came back in, you know, I got to walk Bane a little bit, play with him, came back in, kind of moseyed around. I, I'm very protective of my mornings, as I've mentioned many times before. I don't rush. I don't schedule meetings before 11 o'clock. How cool is that? I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do before 11 o'clock every day. I, from years of having to rush around and do what other people wanted me to do. It's a good feeling, but that's about to end because I'm going to have a baby in the house. You know what I mean? Be able to sit there and read and sip on a coffee and a body armor peacefully and just have my supplements and a good breakfast. I don't expect, I don't know how much of that will change. Probably a lot, you know, um, but we'll get into another routine. But it's just funny. I was looking at my wife. I'm like, the next time we have a morning like this, all my hair is going to be gray. We're going to be old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? The next time, you know, after these next six days, that we're going to have a quiet, peaceful morning to ourselves, like uh, consistently. We're going to be old. I'll have a full head of hair that's gray, I'm sure. Hopefully, I don't see any sign of hair loss, knock on wood, but I should have a full head of gray hair. And it'll be, you know, if we have multiple kids, which we will, you know, what, 30 years? I'll be 60 years old. I'll be 60. Dude, isn't that... I like... Uh, I've been trying to be hyper-aware and perspicacious recently 
um, and just really focusing on perspective. Really focusing on perspective recently. I don't think we stop and think enough. I think people go through life so quickly and on autopilot, they don't stop to think of these things. You know, you get so wrapped up in the baby coming that you're like, you just get so lost in it that you forget to just like look around you and appreciate what you have right now. Like, yeah, we're super excited. Well, hopefully Ada listens to this someday. So a little Ada, no, it's not like I'm like, oh no, we only get to, we cannot wait to have you here. But, you know, we've stopped several times over the past couple of months just to, you know, be laying in bed at night and be like, man, we ain't going to be doing it like this for a long time. You know, and it's just life is so cool, man. And I, I think the biggest advice I could give anybody is that there's no such thing, and my wife wouldn't mind me saying this, there's no such, there's no fairy tale love out there. There's no perfect partner. There's, there's no such thing as like, there's no perfect partner. There's no fairy tale love. It's you find another person and you're both broken, but you try to make yourself seem as whole as you can when you first meet. But what happens is, as you get to know each other better over time, your cracks start to show up and your brokenness starts to make its appearance or it's rather its um, presence known. And what happens is people fall madly in love for the first year to 18 months and they get married quickly, which is great. I think that's amazing to make that commitment. But some of the cracks start showing and people give up, you know, and that's why the divorce ratio is so high. It's so, so high. And that's why there's so many broken relationships. And a lot of it has to do with the availability of mates. You know, it's not, I've talked about this before, man. It's not like you've got to travel now to find people. I mean, literally you could sit on your couch in your underwear covered in Dorito dust with a beer and date people and court people on your phone now through apps and social media and you know you've got all these refined edited pictures of yourself but you're sitting there with a bottle of wine and you no makeup and sloppy looking you know what I mean it's like there's too many other options out there for people but I guess the point that I'm making today is that whether you're in a relationship now you know I look back now at eight years of Geneva and I I think it's been about eight years. We didn't start to really click until two years ago. For the first six years, it was... The first year, year and a half was great. But then we went through a rough patch where, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was... The environment that I was in, the business I was a part of, the people I was associating with, I didn't know that I wanted to be monogamous for a long time. I didn't know that I wanted to settle with one person for a long time. And it wasn't until my wife and I almost got a divorce two years ago, very close, like filing paperwork close. Uh, that we realized how much we actually did love each other. Like I can remember coming back from Miami and I was on this flight. My wife and I had pretty much broken it off. Like we were like, you know, I had, we, I had somebody pick up the engagement ring from her. Uh, she had hired a, a lawyer and, you know, God bless her. She wasn't going to come after my money or anything like that. She just 
we were gonna we were gonna break it off. And I was coming back from this flight uh, from down in Miami where I had just degenerately partied for three or four days straight, spent like fifty grand. <laughs> and uh, I'm, yeah, I can remember calling one of my dear friends, Albie, and being like, "Man, I'm never gonna date anybody. I'm never gonna be monogamous. You know, I might date people. What am I? You know, I'm gonna fly around. I'm gonna take Bane, and I'm gonna fly around and just Airbnb." Or rent. I'm going to live in a different city every month. You know what I mean? And just meet people and you know, just, but I was flying home from Miami and I'm on the plane and I'm like, I got this, just such a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. And it was a combination of losing my wife, my best friend, Geneva, the idea of that. And number two, that's not what a real, it's not manhood. And I had been convinced by society, let society and bad influences get in my head and convince me that a real man has a bunch of different partners and a real man doesn't let anybody time, a real man, blah, 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 blah. And I just knew in my heart of hearts on this flight home that that wasn't the case. And, you know, long story short, we ended up, you know, I landed in Logan Airport. We hopped on a call. And we talked all the way from Logan to Maine uh, on the phone. I can remember she went to the gas pump and she's like, yeah, I don't know uh, how I'm going to pay for gas because you shut the guard off and I don't have any money. Uh, but it broke my heart. I can, I'm just I'm just stream of consciousness thinking of things at the time. But yeah, we, you know, we made up. We made up and she flew back out. We made amends and we were both radically honest with each other and we had both made mistakes and we figured it out. You just can't quit. You know what I mean? And now I look like, I look back, I'm like, dude, if we didn't fix that, how different would everything, where would I be? Where would she be? The Ada wouldn't be here. There'd be no Ada. Ada wouldn't be a thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, relationships are work, man. It's like anything else in life. It's like anything else in life. And it's, you've got, you're going to come to a place where you need to fight, scratch, and claw. It's just like building a business. Having a great relationship is exactly like building a business. There's going to be sleepless nights. There's going to be times where you want to quit. There's going to be times where you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. There's going to be times where that passion that you initially started with goes away. But I'm telling you right now, just like in business, if you stick it out and last, it gets better. There, you're going to have a season of turmoil in your relationship. If you haven't had one yet, you will. Probably the only relationship 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 I've seen and I don't know what my parents haven't shared with me but I've never seen my parents like fight ever I, my parents have the craziest the most amazing relationship I've ever seen but uh, other than them I everybody I know has gone through a major season of adversity in their relationship and again just like I tell you guys all the time that's why there's a 99% to 1% the 1% gets through it. What I'm telling you is to stop quitting every time things don't go your damn way. 
Relationships are hard work. It is not a fairy tale. It is not a you meet your prince charming and he's perfect and he it, that's not how it works. There's a Jekyll and Hyde to everybody. There's a Jekyll and Hyde to everybody. And you've got to learn to deal with both sides. These people, they relationship hoppers. They hop from relationship to relationship. And you're leaving little pieces of yourself with each person. You know what I mean? Like you've got to just stick with it. Stop window shopping when things get difficult. Stop letting the quitting conversation have happen in your head when things get difficult. You know, it's just, that's, again, that's why there's a 99% to 1%. It's the same with everything, man. You know, and I just want to encourage you guys today, whether you're looking for somebody or you're with somebody, even if things are going well, at some point you're going to deal with some adversity. And I just want to encourage you today to just stick it out and always date the person. Always date the person. And don't let life get in the way of the person that you love. You know what I mean? One thing I've always tried to do. Hold on one second. No pre-workout. One thing I've always tried to do is make sure that I don't let my business, and I'm not perfect, but I don't let my stress of business like affect my relationship with my wife. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, that's a completely different podcast. We'll go into that a different time. But I just want to leave you guys with that today. Don't quit. Don't give up. Nobody's perfect. You're not perfect. Okay? (laughs) It's not other people's responsibility to fix you. It's not your responsibility to fix them. It's a game of constant improvement together. And again, remember, in your relationship, just like anything else, if you're not growing, you're dying. And many people, they just go on autopilot so they don't grow and they realize that non-growth is death. All right. I love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.